Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. DeRozan, one on one. 17 put it left side. Got it! DeMar DeRozan. Put him in the hall. Put him in the hall of fame. And he's going in the hall, folks. You know that voice. Hall of Famer himself, Chuck Swirsky. Talking about a potential Hall of Famer. We've been talking about greatness and, and legacy and Hall of Fame status a lot on tonight's show. No reason for that to change at all with our next guest. Joining me on the Circle Resort and Casino in Las Vegas hotline, home of the world's largest sports book, is Ricky O'Donnell of SB Nation. You can find him on Twitter at SBN underscore Ricky. And, um... I suppose, you know, our previous guest, I saw you tweeting about Sean King. He's not a guy who uh, made the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but his last season at Tulane, man, I mean, he's a two-time Conference USA Player of the Year. And apparently, Ricky, you were uh, you were one who was hoping the Bears might take a stab at Sean King. Loved Sean King as a 12-year-old, so it's cool to be on the same station as him. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, the Bears just constant look for a franchise quarterback continues to this day. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Uh, now, the the Demar Derozan portion of the discussion. I'm curious: is is Demar Derozan now the second greatest bowl of all time, or the third greatest bowl of all time? I got a take for you. I think this is the best non MJ season in Bulls history, and I'm sure a lot of Bulls ah. fans will hear that. So think about the Derrick Rose MVP season. Right. Uh, Scottie Pippen's 1994 season certainly comes to mind. Uh, even last year's season by Zach Levine was pretty crazy. Joe Noah had a top five MVP finish. Anyways, this DeRozan season is more impressive than all of them. I really think so. When you look at the, the full picture of what he's been doing to the team, uh, this recent stretch is incredible. Just 35 every single night, efficient scoring. Uh, for him to come to this team, and it was pretty much widely accepted as a bad move by the Bulls, from the NBA media at large. People thought DeRozan was going to be overpaid $27 million a year. He's the 44th highest-paid player in the league. He's, he's got to be one of the most underpaid players in the league. That's one of the most team-friendly contracts in the NBA right now. you got to think the Bulls are getting absolute superstar-level production out of him. And it's just this combination of scoring efficiency, clutch play, consistency. It's every single night DeRozan brings it. You know what you're going to get from him. And what I keep coming back to is you hear when young players come into the NBA, people will say, well, the game needs to slow down for them. Once the game slows down for them, 
they'll really be able to succeed. And, you know, watching that fourth quarter last night for DeRozan, the Spurs are just sending triple teams at him, basically, to slow him down. He starts the quarter, I think, seven for seven. The game just looks so slow for him, right? He's just able to pick defenses apart so easily, whether he's scoring, getting to his spots, or when the double team, triple team comes, he's able to, you know, find his open teammates without much effort. So the game just looks so slow for him. He's a master at his craft. He's in complete control of the game. And it's really just been an honor to watch this season night in and night out because uh, DeMar's just been so fantastic and so consistent. And to your point, Ricky, that this last six games, he's averaging nearly 39 points a game. 61% from the field, 85% from the stripe, where, of course, he's constantly getting to the free throw line. Nearly six rebounds a game, five and a half assists, and almost 38 minutes a game, too, by the way. And so in the midst of this, I'm just wondering, because you and I have talked about this a little bit earlier in the season, where, you know, he had already kind of entered this potential MVP space. But, I mean, were there signs of – he's been a prolific scorer throughout his career, but – were there signs here in recent seasons that he had this in him and he just needed to be in the right place to sort of untap it? I don't know. It's pretty remarkable. I think, you know, the biggest moment of DeRozan's career is getting traded for Kawhi Leonard from the Raptors. He had spent his entire career on the Raptors. The Raptors trade him and they win the championship the next year with Kawhi Leonard. That's really hard for any player to stomach, but you have to credit DeRozan for only using it as a way to get better, his motivation to improve his skill set. Those years in San Antonio, he was so far out of the spotlight because the Spurs were not competing into the playoffs at all. Uh, You know, they were totally outside the national narratives. But DeRozan very quietly improved his game in meaningful ways. That's when he really started to become a better playmaker. He started to become more of a guy who's just going to hunt mid-range shots in like a smart and efficient way and started to pick up some of the tricks to getting to the foul line. And, you know, those have carried over to this year during a season where a lot of guys are not getting to the line as often because of the rule changes. So you look at DeRozan from his time in Toronto, and it was so easy to think DeMar DeRozan is a guy who will not age well. You think, like, he was a big-time athlete when he was younger. He was never a good outside shooter. He's still not really a reliable outside shooter, though, His shots have been going in at basically a career-best clip for the Bulls this year on low volume. But just the fact that, like, the league has become so three-point happy and such a heavy emphasis on spacing, and yet DeRozan just has this, like, old man game where he's really (laughs) able to copy the best parts of Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, play a style that basically no one else in the league plays, takes more mid-range shots than any player, Uh, currently in the league, and he's just so efficient at how to maximize the shots the defense is geared to give up. Uh, It's just been incredible, and, you know, I don't think he'll win MVP, but I do think that he deserves serious consideration. I think he'll finish in the top five, and, you know, when you look at just the total contributions he's brought to the team this year, it's, it's just been a remarkable season in every way. Ricky O'Donnell, my guest here on the Circle Resort and Casino in Las Vegas Hotline, home of the world's largest sports book. You can find Ricky on Twitter at SBN underscore Ricky. Uh, the Zach Levine news, Zach Levine concerns have been on the, the tip of everyone's tongue since he was going out. I guess we'll call it a second opinion out in L.A. with the surgeon who did his initial 
ACL surgery. What's the latest to your knowledge on, on what's happening with Zach Levine? Yeah, I think uh, no one really knows yet. I had the opportunity to speak to Zach on Sunday morning right after the news came out uh, that he was going to get the knee looked at. I asked him about it, and someone from his agency shut down the question just because they like to keep those things in-house, I think, when it's not like uh, an official like means of communication. So I don't know what is up with Zach. I think it could be some cartilage issue. I hope it's not like a small tear in his knee, like of a meniscus or something. Obviously there's degrees to any strain or tear that people are going to have on their ligaments. So, you know, the bulls have been so snake bitten by injuries this year. They really need Zach fully healthy for the stretch run. I would love to see them sort of limit him until after the all-star break. I'd love to see Zach rest during the all-star game, even though I know, you know, it's very meaningful to him competing in the three-point contest, uh, being in the game this year, not a starter, but had a very strong case to be a starter. So I think the Bulls have to take a cautious approach with Zach. Uh, there's no structural damage in the knee to this point. That's what the Bulls keep saying. But I was at that game against the Warriors when Zach checked out in the first minute of the game. Uh, clearly something's bothering him. We saw him wincing last week, uh, I think against the Timberwolves when he was dunking in that game. So, they need to take an overly cautious approach. If the Bulls are going to be the best team they can be by the end of the season, Zach Levine needs to be a big part of it. And they're so thin in the backcourt at this point. If there were anywhere that a full-strength Bulls squad would have been looking to make a move by the trade deadline, it would have been somewhere in the front court or some additional depth behind Vooch, but it just didn't necessarily feel like that ended up being – I guess, a plausible option. Did, did you think they were still going to find some way to, to finagle a deal at the deadline for something significant? Yeah, I thought they could have. Uh, they would have had to take on more long-term money. And I think the idea of giving Zach a max contract after this season, which Zach has absolutely earned, he's totally outplayed that last deal, which the Bulls also didn't want to give him. Uh, they had to have the Sacramento Kings sign him to an offer sheet, four years for $80 million. They eventually matched it. But Zach has obviously outplayed that contract from the moment he signed it. He's due for a max extension, which he's absolutely going to get from the Bulls after this year. And I worry that part of the reason they didn't make an addition is because if you were to trade guys with expiring deals, most notably Derek Jones Jr., Troy Brown, you probably would have had to take on long-term money. Uh, it's a disappointing idea for fans because obviously the Bulls are having such an incredible year. Despite the injuries, they're a half game out of first place in the East. Uh, you know, it, it just doesn't make any sense, given all the adversity the team has gone through. But DeRozan's special season and, you know, the contributions they're getting from guys like Javante Green, Io DeSumo, even Kobe White, have helped keep them afloat. You would love to see them sort of push all their chips in and go for it this year. But I think that, you know, maybe they were scared away a bit by taking on long-term money. And I also think that they just didn't really want to lose anyone from this group. Even if you were going to trade Derrick Jones, I mean, he comes back the last couple of games and he's been really good giving them minutes at the backup five. He's only six foot six. He's been a shooting guard throughout his career, but Billy Donovan seems to really have found something playing him at five for short stretches. He has so much length, so much athleticism flies all over the court. So uh, you know, even if you were going to make a move to get some more size, I think, you know, it, it would have come at the cost of someone in the rotation. So while it is a bit disappointing that the Bulls didn't make a move, I think that this team has proven that when they're at full strength, they can compete with anyone in the conference. I still think that superstars uh, at the highest level of the game win in the playoffs. 
wonder how the Bulls are going to guard Giannis. But here's the thing. How is anyone else going to guard DeRozan and Zach if they keep this up? So uh, there's no reinforcements on the way. Certainly a lot of their competitors in the Eastern Conference improved at the trade deadline. The Bulls didn't. But I think the Bulls should be feeling pretty good about their team as long as they can get everyone fully healthy. Yeah, I actually thought you were going to say, how's anyone going to guard Giannis? Kind of regardless of the transactions that get made, <laughs> who's going to guard Giannis anyway? <laughs> That's what I thought you were about to say. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering, I don't hear folks talking about Billy Donovan for NBA Coach of the Year. And I mean, that's it's one of these awards that, you know, you can win NBA Coach of the Year and be fired within a few months. So it, 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 feel like, it, it feels like in the lexicon of pro sports, NBA Coach of the Year doesn't necessarily carry as much esteem as it does in some of the other leagues. That being said, between the expectations for this squad coming in and then this rash of injuries that we're discussing, one of the things that I was saying coming in, into the season, Ricky, was that now that there are at least some ramped up expectations, you got to at least make the playoffs. Who knows? Maybe get a home playoff series. But they've gone well beyond that in the midst of half the lineup and really, really important players being hurt. And here are the Bulls. They're still challenging for the number one seed in the East. I'm just wondering, I mean, it's, who else would be in the discussion for NBA Coach of the Year aside from Billy Donovan? Yeah, I think Donovan's going to get serious consideration for Coach of the Year. I think Kardashovic is going to get serious consideration for Executive of the Year. If you just want some other candidates for Coach of the Year, I think, you know, you got to look at the Cavs. The Cavs are currently in third behind the Bulls. Uh, everyone expected the Cavs to be among the worst teams in the league. They're 35-22. and 22. They've been absolutely incredible. Their head coach, J.B. Bickerstaff, super bright. I think he'll get some consideration. I think Eric Spolstra will get consideration with the Heat. They're currently in first, half game ahead of the Bulls in the East. Uh, Spolstra is one of the greatest coaches of all time, in my opinion. The Heat have also had guys in and out of the lineup this year, uh, and yet they've continued to win. And then I think you look at probably Taylor Jenkins in Memphis and Monty Williams with the Phoenix Suns as the guys who will get consideration for the award alongside Donovan. But I think Donovan has a strong, strong case, man. And uh, he's just pushed all the right buttons all season long. I think the way he's gotten Zach and DeMar to coexist and where it never really feels like a my-turn-your-turn offense, those guys have really found a way to improve each other by sharing the court and sharing the ball. Uh, So I think that's been really impressive. And then what he's done with Derek Jones and Javante Green, those guys who were you know normally used as guards, playing them at the four and the five in the front court, leveraging their explosiveness and their athleticism around the basket. I think Donovan's just pushed all the right buttons all year. Uh, you can also even look at the way he's used Vucevic, who historically has been more of a back-to-the-basket scorer. Now he kind of has Vuce as a connecting piece, where he's doing a lot of screening, passing, moving the ball, it's not like they're pounding the ball into him deep in the post much offensively. So uh, Donovan's been great, I think, in terms of his game plans, in terms of his rotations. I think he's very good at making adjustments in game, which is the most important part of coaching in the playoffs. So he may win the award. I think that there's a lot of good candidates this year, but Billy Donovan's got to be near the top of the list if he's not number one. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, really impressed with what he's been able to make happen this season. And obviously from the pre- previous regime, I mean, you know, anything that was competent was, was going to look magical. But last season, after being really aggressive at the trade deadline, which the Bulls weren't this year, they go out and get boots last year and, and things didn't really progress from that point. So I'm like, all right, Billy Donovan, 
the gaze is on you. And he's really answered the call with the way he's led this squad amidst a lot of adversity. So credit to him for what we've seen so far this season. So one more game to go, and then the All-Star break will be upon us and the Bulls. So I would assume was going to be get to, to be in the Rising Stars game. And I'm wondering when you think back to the Bulls drafting him in the second round and being a guy who spent several seasons in college hoops before getting drafted in round two, how, how surprising is the, the storyline of Io ending up where he's ending up and he'll be a part of the all-star festivities this weekend? Well, when the Bulls made that pick, I panned it. I wanted them to take Sharif Cooper, who's a small point guard who's drafted by the Atlanta Hawks who can't shoot and basically doesn't look <laughs> like an NBA player. So that's a massive L for me and I need to own up to it. The IO storyline has been incredible. I think for people in the city who follow the local high school scene, IO has been uh, you know, a, a big part of Chicago basketball for a long time. I remember his breakout sophomore year at Morgan Park, playing next to a kid named Charlie Moore, who's currently playing for the Miami Hurricanes in the ACC. Uh, I was just been on the map for so long, uh, from his Morgan Park days to his Illinois days. And the thing that jumped out to Iowa about me is just how quick of a learner he is and how versatile his game is. Like, at every other stop of Io's career, he was always the most talented player on the team. He always had the ball in his hands as a point guard. And what's really made Io successful this year is the fact that he's been able to handle all these different roles they've thrown at him. Essentially, he's been like an energy guy off the bench for the majority of the year. He has great size, 6'5", 6'6", with like a wingspan near 6'11". So he's got the size to basically play small forward, but he still has those guard skills he developed when he was coming up through the high school and the college ranks at Illinois. And as Caruso and Lonzo Ball have been injured, you've seen Io tap into more of his guard skills, and man, has it been impressive. I did not know if he would have the ability to be a double-digit assist guy in the NBA. I didn't know if he'd have the ability to burn guys off the dribble. I questioned his burst a little bit coming into the draft. But it just seems like he processes the game so quickly, and he learns from his mistakes so quickly. Like an example of this would be at the beginning of the year, Io was – playing with so much energy and causing a lot of havoc defensively, but he was struggling to score on fast breaks. He was sort of an inefficient transition scorer. Uh, That has totally changed over the last couple of months. He's just picked up these little tricks of, you know, how to actually put the ball in the basket in transition. Uh, I think his defense and his energy has been contagious for the rest of the team. That's something that you can count on game in and game out, similar to Alex Caruso, you know, Shots can either go in or not go in based on, you know, some luck, the bounce of the ball, but that energy and the defensive intensity can travel night to night. Iowa has been bringing that. I think he essentially can play up to three positions, both offensively and defensively. And just like the way he's developed as a point guard without ball and Caruso has been so, so impressive. I also need to call out his shooting because that was a big question mark. He obviously improved quite a bit as a junior at Illinois. I believe he went from a 29% three-point shooter as a sophomore to like a 40% three-point shooter as a junior. I was a little skeptical that could translate to the NBA line, but it absolutely has. He's been knocking down wide-open corner threes all year. He's a joy to watch. He's someone who I hope is on this team for a long, long time. And it's just a feel-good story for a kid from the city uh, to go to the Bulls and to make such a meaningful impact. It's it's been awesome. So I think the Bulls have to be thrilled with Io. They found an absolute gem in the second round and, you know, hopefully he's part of the organization for a long time. 
Now, hopefully I won't drive my producer, Brian Callahan, back to eating meat. I'm going to sneak in one more question here. Just the, the notion for Zach Levine that you know he's in the midst of nursing this, this knee injury and getting it checked out, second opinion, flying around, missing games. Do you think it's a – is it a huge gaffe if he ends up participating in the All-Star Weekend festivities, or should that not necessarily be a big concern? I mean, I would hope he doesn't from the team's perspective, just because the knee soreness, it's like it only takes one false step for it to be a more serious injury. And it also feels like this is the part of the schedule where you can get quite a bit of rest by not playing. But I also understand it from Zach's perspective. If he did want to play like a year ago at this time, Zach so badly wanted to be an all-star. The team was terrible. Again, his numbers were incredible. So just think about how his personal fortunes have changed over the last year. Now he's anointed as, you know, one of the best guards in the league. Uh, Easily could have had a case to start this all-star game over Trey Young. He's going to be in the three-point contest, I think, for the third time. So maybe that's something he wants to do again. But I think, like, you got to trust Zach. Zach knows his body better than, like, me or you or any of the fans are going to know his body. So the coaching staff said yesterday he continues to be cleared to play. That, I thought, was interesting. Uh, I would prefer if he and the team were to take a more cautious approach to just gear up for the playoffs. But uh, I think you can ultimately, like, trust Zach is going to make the right decision. And if he's able to tolerate the pain or, you know, maybe uh, they're already being cautious by holding him out these games if he thinks he's ready to go, uh, I think you got to trust him and uh, expect him to be good moving forward. I agree. I agree. It's a huge opportunity. Only the second time he's been selected for the game, and I understand if he ends up playing. As always, spectacular stuff, Ricky. Really appreciate your time, man. Thanks for having me. That is Ricky O'Donnell of SB Nation. You can find him on Twitter at SBN underscore Ricky. Uh, I'm going to have my own personal experience that dovetails off of where Zach Levine is at right now. I certainly had a few surgeries in my time playing the sport of football at a variety of levels. And there is something that does give me some concern, some pause for where Zach Levine is at. I'll share that next year. Leading up to DePaul basketballs, they get ready to host Butler on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's sports station. Even when Zach isn't 100% Zach, it's still Zach Levine. So, you know, uh, things happen. You know, everybody can't be perfect every game. Um, so we just all, like I said, we go into every game just trying to win. Whatever whatever we have to do to win, that, that, that's how we view it. You know, we don't view it as, oh, maybe Zach having, like, no. we You know, we're, we're here to pick our brother up at the end of the day. And, and, and you know, we're here to win. You got to respect about some of the youth in this lineup. Oh, yeah. Brian Callahan playing the hits from Super Bowl halftime. You got to respect the fact that the younger players who are getting opportunities to flourish, get more minutes, they are certainly taking advantage of those opportunities. Kobe White, one of them, discussing Zach Levine there. And I'll say this, man. I mean, knee injuries, back injuries, for most sports, those are the ones of the highest concern you know like if you're if you're someone who throws a ball for a living then certainly shoulder and elbow problems for quarterbacks for pitchers are huge issues but you know for most athletes of the explosive sport variety football basketball track and field soccer when you're dealing with knee issues and back issues those are the ones that can really hamper you to a large extent Zach Levine in the midst of a you know, another contract year looking for the max, perhaps set himself up for the super max. And, 
you know, most importantly, I, I suppose to everyone else who's not in Zach Levine's pocket, the Bulls want him to be healthy and great. I mean, that, that's what suits their championship pursuit for this season. And I, I've been in the midst of that, man. I mean, certainly not at the, the NBA championship level, but the variety of, of back and knee surgeries I had in the NFL and in the arena football league. I had one time where I was diagnosed as having a bone bruise and just continued to, to limp through that in my left knee over and over again for weeks on end. And they're talking about where Zach Levine's knee is swelling up after some games and feels fine after other games. And I, I completely understand. And I've been there in this space of indecision and uncertainty that it sounds like he's in right now where they're saying, hey, we looked at it. There's no structural damage, so it's all good. But you you want a level of clarity on this. You want there to be a level of certainty on this. And, I mean, frankly, the Bulls do as well. This is in the best interest of the Chicago Bulls, which I would imagine is why they're sending their medical personnel out there with Zach Levine also, just to make sure that everyone is, is getting the same information that he's getting and trying to make a wise decision because a healthy Zach Levine for the next, let's call it decade, if if he and the Bulls are lucky enough for him to still be a great player, not only currently in his mid-20s, but into his mid-30s, it's going to be a, an outstanding thing for this franchise to have him as one of the faces of that, and especially if he can be a driving force of the Bulls becoming a perennial playoff team again and being a championship contender again, you know, I mean, five years from now, DeMar DeRozan ain't going to be a part of that. He's already in his 30s. Zach Levine has already shown himself to be a guy worthy of being the future of the Chicago Bulls. DeMar DeRozan and, and Zach Levine has been willing to cede some of that floor to him. DeMar DeRozan is the present. There's no doubt about that. We've seen that through beyond this first half of this NBA season. But Zach Levine is the future of this franchise. You certainly don't want to, to have a, a situation like I've had before where somebody tells you you got a bone bruise and you found, find out you've got torn cartilage and torn tendons in your knee that one initial scan wasn't showing and then you have multiple surgeries. And my left knee is still jacked up to this day. I've had a, a knee construction on the left knee. I've got more surgeries on the way. And the doctor told me, first thing he told me was I had a bone bruise and I could just work through it. So I spent weeks and weeks just playing through it. Knee was swelling up and I'm wrapping it up and getting it drained and wrapping it up and getting it drained and skipping practice and this and that. And now here I am, what, a good 15 years later, just about. It just, it got to a point where I couldn't continue to limp around with my knee and I had micro fracture surgery and all kinds of other stuff, man. So it's certainly not something that you want to take light if you're Zach Levine, and I'm glad that he is not. My thanks to all the great guests we had on the show tonight. My thanks to Ricky O'Donnell and Sean King. My thanks to Brian Callahan on the ones and twos for me throughout this evening, and appreciations and salutations to all of you out there for listening in. We have, ah, there we go, Purple Rain. Yes, the greatest Super Bowl halftime show of all time, led by the man himself, Prince. Well, my thanks to all of you out there for listening in. We've got DePaul basketball on the way here. Zach Zayman on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. See you. Can I play this guitar? We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.